The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Chapter 9, The Returned Man. Sabrina recruits Roz for a crucial mission. Susie reconnects with her past. Lord Blackwood challenges Aunt Zelda's authority. All right, we pick up right where we left off with Chapter 8, with the knocking on the kinkle door. Harvey goes to open it, and it's Sabrina! Uh, she's just there to see how everyone's doing, and Harvey's like, he's back. He survived. He somehow dug himself out of the mines, and now he's back. Uh, apparently, Doc Fives has come to check him out, but Tommy will be back to him, his old self once the trauma wears off, the shock. And Sabrina's like, oh, okay, he's he's not talking. Can can I see him? And she sees Tommy in the other room just as Mr. Kinkle is closing the door. Harvey's like, you know, it's, it's like, not tonight. He should rest. But Sabrina, he's back. My brother's back. And Sabrina's just kind of like staring at the door like okay it's very horror movie creepy i love it it's the best go to the spellman house and ambrose is all fancy what do you think of my duds i thought i'd go for a little bit of carnaby street cool and hilda's just kind of like staring at him he's like too much she goes definitely not no (laughs) (laughs) it is a bit much never get a second shot at a first impression they're talking about dinner's almost ready but you know i don't sabrina's with harvey and Aunt Z's been gone for ages. And Hilda's like, well, that's weird. I, where'd she go? We cut to Zelda's room and her and uh, Faustus are getting redressed. If I had known the style of satanic confession was an option for the Church of Night members, I'd have taken it up years ago. <laughs> uh, and if you've forgotten, they decided that they were going to flagellate each other in the previous episode. Penance is the purest form of worship. We can take our punishment and have pleasure. Uh, Zelda talks about, you know, she wishes we could meet someplace less damp. Because they're not in her room. They're like in some weird, danky antechamber somewhere. Whatever. But then this gets super like extra fucked up with Faustus being like, you know, we got to keep our devotion secret. Lady Blackwood is not as liberated as I would like. I miss the old days when all witches were polyamorous and monogamy was just for mortals. Uh, polyamory uh, is not an excuse for you to have sex with whoever you want polyamory is is about having multiple relationships yes if you just want to fuck other people that's a different thing Mm -hmm. yeah if you have a primary partner they have to be fully on board with whatever sexual activities you wish to explore with other partners consent is sexy and important and necessary at all times, no matter the situation. So Zelda tries to retort back a tiny bit. There's something to be said about having a single partner with whom you explore all the realms of agony and ecstasy, which is also, it's a point, it's all about trust. It's mm-hmm. about trust. And Falsish goes, you know, Zelda, nothing is more important to me than the birth of my twin sons, and yet... I worry that Lady Blackwood is not the mother they'll need. Ugh. Will you consider being an unholy godmother to them? So fucked up. So fucked up. Though I do like that Zelda says, I'd be honored to be your boy's night mother. <laughs> and then Faust is like, oh, could you take over her classes at the academy and then also be in charge of the satanic choirs? And Zelda's very into this. This is an honor for her. But this is just... The absolute most fucked up thing you could do. It He's is. He's trying to literally replace his wife. True. I mean, she's she's not a great lady. 
This is true. But he's a horrible person as well. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just like, come be at the school because then we can fuck at school. Well, that too. All the time. I mean, that's convenient. We go up to Ambrose's room. Sabrina comes back. Just, it worked. Tommy's back at home with Harvey, who is so happy. And Ambrose is like, okay, how is Tommy feeling? Fine. She's a horrible liar. Does he have any sense of what happened to him? Unclear. <laughs> just one word answers. <laughs> and Amber's just like, you you shouldn't have done this. Unless a witch doctor has looked at him, you need to get a second opinion about what's going on. And then it's like, they talk about the eating. It's like, we have to tell the aunties. Someone is going to find out this is a small town. And Sabrina's just like, no, no, it'll it'll be fine. He didn't come back from the dead. He dug himself out of the mines. And by the time they find out, Tommy will be back to normal. So Harvey got his brother back. That's all that matters. And Ambrose is just giving her the looks of, you are so fucking stupid. So stupid. Ugh, Sabrina. We cut over to the school dorms and Agatha isn't feeling well. She wakes up choking and she starts spitting up blood and dirt. Mm-hmm. And it's gross. Yeah. Uh, we go over to Sabrina's room, and Salem is talking. What's wrong? And it's Nicholas. Nicholas has shown up, and he says, I think I make him nervous. Figure out he's astral projecting, and he's there to tell her that Agatha's sick. Prudence says she's vomiting dirt, and we killed her, buried her, and brought her back to life. The fact that Agatha's coughing up grave dirt can't be a coincidence. He asks how Tommy is. She says, he's fine. He's up and about. You're a terrible liar. Thank you. I like that Nick sees through all of her bullshit. Well, yeah. He's, yeah. Well, because he's in tune to her witch side, so he sees both. Also, he he knows the Spellmans very well. Well, he's read all the journals, and you know he's read them again since meeting her. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You must really love that mortal boy to risk everything for him. What's his name again? Harry? Harvey. And yes, I do love him. Oh, I hope he was appropriately grateful for what you did. And she doesn't, she just kind of makes a look and he, and Nick just goes, oh, wow. He doesn't know that's dangerous if this all goes south. Sabrina just waves this off. Whatever's going on with Agatha will pass. And Nicholas just says, you hope I'll keep you posted. And we see more of those psychopomp birds show up and he leaves. Like we get one, we get two. By the third one, he's like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah. He's gone. She turns to Salem. I need you to go to Harvey's tonight and keep watch to make sure everything's okay, to make sure Harvey's safe. I'm sure it's fine. It's just a precaution, but go. We go to the Kinkle house and Harvey finds Tommy scratching at a mirror like a zombie. Uh Uh-huh. And Harvey's like, hey, you know, okay, let's, and, you know, he's trying to move him away. He puts him on a couch. He's very catatonic. All right, let's look through some pictures. Doc Five says that might help. And He's going through them. You know, that's us at the carnival. Oh, this woman got lost in the Hall of Mirrors. You came to rescue me. And then Tommy starts fingering at a picture of himself in his football uniform. Doing the same scratch. Yeah, it's like, you're an all-star, dude. MVP three years straight. We'd go to all your games. And and then we zero in on Salem watching all this happen. We head over to the Putnam house and we're looking at a door and we're hearing Dorothea's voice. But Susie's talking. I've never done anything like that before. We hear Dorothea say, you were born for this role. Susie says, I can't. What if I get caught? Then you run. If my dad ever found out, I'd be totally grounded. Yeah. And Mr. Putnam comes through this door that Susie was talking to. And 
Mr. Putnam is kind of like, who are you talking to? And Susie's just like, no one, dad. Very confused. It's a very weird scene. And then he walks away. He's like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Weird. We go to the Spellman house. Phone rings. Spellman sister's mortuary. How may I assist you? Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. We'll take care of the poor dears. Thank you. Uh, she informs everyone that most of the bodies from the mines have been recovered. Yeah. So they're they're going to be dealing with that. Zelda asks Sabrina, how is Harvey doing? Sabrina says he's hanging in there. What time are the bodies arriving? Hilda says she'll be at the bookstore later. Zelda says she'll take care of it. And Sabrina this whole time is freaking the fuck out. Yeah, Ambrose says, um, let me handle them when I'm back from the academy. And Zelda announces, which I'll be at later today. The high priestess appointed me directrix of the satanic choir. When he'd do that. Never you mind. <laughs> you stick to cleaning up spills on aisle five or whatever it is you do in that tawdry little shop. In the meantime, Ambrose, Sabrina, and I will be restoring the luster to the Spellman family name. Good things are coming. I can feel it in my bones. And Sabrina just has this, oh, no, they're not. Zelda's bones are off because she has been boning Faustus. And Hilda is just like, you bitch. (laughs) You bitch. But I love the term directrix. Mm -hmm. It makes me very, very happy. We're going to Baxter High. Sabrina's trying to sneak the Book of the Dead back into Wardwell's bookshelf. And Wardwell comes in. Did you feel it too? Feel what? The Santa Diabla. The ill wind that blew through Greendale last night like a frizzin of electricity. As though the curtain between worlds had been torn asunder. You didn't feel it? Yeah, uh, I, I pretty much stayed in last night. <laughs> oh, but surely you heard the dogs. Why, it sounded like every dog in Greendale was howling all night long. It was exhilarating. Positively life-giving. <laughs> And then she's like, you weren't thinking of borrowing my Book of the Dead without permission, were you? <laughs> Sabrina lies like, oh, I need the Occultist Almanac for some extra credit. Can I borrow it? <laughs> Again, horrible liar. She's so bad at it. We head into the hallway. Sabrina runs into Roz. Sabrina says, like, is it true what they're saying? Harvey's brother's alive. Basically, they found out because a UPS driver was delivering packages they they saw tommy Roz says that you know hey i had a really weird dream it was snowing and i was walking through the woods and i heard a horrible sound and we hear the sound again of tearing flesh and the barking growling dogs and babies crying yeah i came into this clearing and i i I, the dogs were tearing tommy kinkle apart and so like sabrina pulls Roz into a corner so this dream like it was like a vision you had of the girls in the mine Roz's like, well, yeah, okay. I'm worried about Harvey, and more specifically, I'm worried that something might be wrong with Tommy. Roz, real talk. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe you can figure it out. I can't control the cunning. But if we get you close enough to Tommy, maybe you can see what might be wrong. Like, Sabrina's getting desperate now, because she knows something's wrong. This is a bad idea. Yeah, this is why you don't play with fucking dark magic. All right, so we're at the School of Dark Arts, and Luke and Ambrose are in Faust's office. How do you find the Academy, then? We go over to the School of Dark Arts, and we're in Faustus's office with Luke and Ambrose. Faustus is welcoming Ambrose there. He gives him a token of brotherhood. You've been denied a basic warlike right for too long. A familiar of your own. And it's a box with a mouse named leviathan um if you read the comics he had two twin cobras in the comic book as his familiars but 
I like the Leviathan and a mouse is kind of fun. It'll be very interesting when he takes it home with Salem. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about I, that. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Leviathan squeaks and Ambrose is very appreciative. Uh, you, you, you honor me. And so they talk about what their plans are for Ambrose. And they're going to be translating a nine volume set of the apostate gospels that Lucas has been struggling with. And so they kind of smile at each other like, all right, we're going to work together. So Faustus gets up and goes, I have my rounds, but feel free to um spread out. <laughs> and Brother Ambrose, welcome home. And so they, they kind of do this bow nod and Faustus goes and Luke and Ambrose get it on and start having alone time in the office. Uh huh. Oh, Luke, thank you for making this possible. And then the weird sisters show up. Luke is super excited. And then and the girls just go, where's the high priest Do, doing his rounds? You can help me then. You are a spellman after all. And they explain what's going on with Agatha. She's sick. She's vomiting soil. Spellman soil from that so-called cane pit. You saw us that night, so you have to help us. They ask about how is Tommy doing? Like, well, Sabrina said he was fine. The jury's still out on this. And the weird sister's like, okay, we don't care about the mortal, but I care about our sister. So we brought her back to life on your property. And now something's going wrong. So you're going to fix it. And Ambrose just says, well, when it comes to matters of the cane pit, I'm no expert, but I know who is. Cut to Dr. Cerberus's. And he'll just making coffee as the bride of Frankenstein. And we see Susie looking through some books and finds a book that they want and then shoves it up their shirt and tries to like start walking away. Yep. And Susie runs into the jackasses from school. Mm-hmm. And they start going, what do you know? It's the little dyke girl. It's been a while. What you up to? What you doing? What do you got on your shirt? I mean, it's definitely not boobs, but you got something. And they're like shoving and they're grabbing Susie. And Hilda sees all this and goes, excuse me? Excuse me. I'll thank you to keep your hands to yourself. She started it. Mm -hmm. No, she didn't, Billy Marlin. And they're all like, "You, you know my name? I know everything about you, Billy. And Hilda starts getting right up in his face. I know that you're a bully. And it's terrible what happened to you that summer camp when you were 11 years old. It's awful what those boys did to you and how none of your counselors believe you, how your dad didn't either, and how your mother washed your mouth out with detergent until you stopped talking. Doesn't give you the right to harass anybody, especially somebody much smaller than you. So why don't you and your chum, who's in lust with you, by the way, leave my store before I start telling everyone what happened. Oh, shit. Okay, there are a couple things here. Some good, some horrible. Yes. I love that Hilda can totally read people's minds. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a little bit of something from the comics that I'm glad we're finally seeing here. I do hope they bring the the witch telepathy back because that's hilarious. And, <laughs> it's and, very funny. And, and would work great in some instances. I don't like that they gave one of the assholes this tragic story to explain why he's a bully. I do like that. Oh, by the way, your friend, he's in love with you. <laughs> like, that's a thing you need to address. That kind of cracks me up a little bit. Still not great. Here's, I, here's the problem mm -hmm. is that if it was never addressed again, mm -hmm. if we don't see Billy at some point mm -hmm. come back as a character and kind of be reformed. I'm telling you right now. If you're going to bring that up, mm -hmm. that is an arc you need to address over a short period of episodes. It yeah. doesn't need to be a big thing, but you need to see that character make a change based mm -hmm. on a statement like that. So they go. Crack on. Crack on. You're Sabrina's friend, right? Susie Putnam? 
what you got there? Is it a book? I'll treat it to you if you like. And she runs away and drops the book. Susie drops the book instantly and runs off because Hilda knows that something's going on, but she doesn't know what. Which I also find like, why don't you just like read Susie's mind? But maybe it doesn't work as fast as like I don't know. They need to explain that a little bit more. But Susie drops the book and runs away, and Hilda picks it up, and we see the book is Orlando by Virginia Woolf. Oh, Ginny Wolf. She could throw a dinner party. <laughs> like, oh God. which is great. And so, so macabre. I love, I, I love those references. Those crack me up. And so she starts walking around the bookstore. She goes, Dr. Services, Books and Spirits, how may I assist you? Oh, it's time for the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's picked up the phone. We go to the this, this school dorms and Hilda has arrived to observe Agatha and explain, you know, started last night and Hilda's like, well, the... Cane pit is a miracle, but really, but if you come back too soon, it'll make you ill. It's a form of decompression sickness, like when divers get the bends. Do it too fast and you're going to vomit up half the cemetery. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Um, I reckon she's gotten too much earth in her system. We need to rebalance her elements. So I suggest a tonic of fizzy water, which will give her water and, and air and, and a dash of cayenne pepper for fire three times a day for a week and she'll be right as rain. And every one of the witches are looking at her like, Huh? Like Prue's like, that's it, fizzy water. And Hilda just looks at her and goes, Oh, but she'll serve it with love, won't you, darling? <laughs> like, don't fuck with me, bitch. Don't fuck with me. So she goes in the hallway and Ambrose is like, Not to question you, Auntie, but you just prescribed Alka Seltzer to a girl who came back from the dead. Well, there's something to be said for keeping them busy. Ambrose, the dirt that girl's coughing up is practically gravel. Which tells me that Agatha shouldn't have been brought back in the first place. The earth is owed a soul and it means to collect. So nephew, pray tell me, what was Agatha doing in the cane pit in the first place? Ambrose is like, ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, I didn't even do this. Uh, this isn't my fault. <laughs> yeah. So now we're at the Kinkle house and Tommy is just staring at a tree. Roz and Sabrina have come over to be like, what's going on? How's it going? And Harvey's not good. He's like, um... He won't answer me. Uh, let me show you. So he throws a football. Like at his head. At his head. And Tommy just like a robot monster raises his arm up and catches the football with his fingers like nothing. And Harvey's like, I thought he was getting better and that he was remembering. But this is all he'll do. React like a robot. So they go inside and Roz starts asking questions. You know, where's your dad at the mines? He's trying to get back and ready. Has Tommy uh, eaten anything? Just water. Do we have any soup? Oh, I think we do. Let me get him some. So Harvey goes to make soup <laughs> and Roz scoots and gets closer. Tommy takes his hands and she takes his hands and we see her. She goes into what we later realize is limbo area. She's hearing a baby cry, smoke woods. We see she's, you know, Tommy searching around. We realize that it's Tommy, but Tommy is decaying. It's Tommy's decayed body. Um, and Tommy grabs her, and that's when it freaks out Roz. Did you see anything? He was lost in the woods, and there was fog. He was confused. He was alone, but I heard a baby crying. A baby? Mr. Kinkle shows up. What's going on here? Where's Harvey? And then everyone starts arguing. Harvey tries to say they're trying to help. The girls get up to go. And as they're leaving, like, I don't understand what the crying baby means. Roz, are you okay? Did you see something you're not telling me? No. Just what I said. We go back to the Putnam house and Susie's talking to Dorothea. Dorothea is, you know, asks, what happened after the boys surprised you? Miss Spellman surprised them and started saying things. Secrets things. 
but they were true. And the boys got scared off and ran off. And Dorothea asked, Spellman? Yeah, that's my, f- my friend Sabrina's aunt. Tell me, are they still witches, the Spellmans? And at this point, we actually see Dorothea in the mirror that Susie's talking to. And when Dorothea says this, Susie kind of gets very curious, but also nervous. Uh-huh. Your friend's a witch. <laughs> right Then we go to the Spellman house, and Hilda comes up behind Sabrina in Ambrose's room. Ambrose, I figured it out. It's called soul separation. We, we brought back Tommy's body, but not his soul. It's trapped in. Ambrose is in the basement, tending to the corpses, which has started to smell rather ripely. Oh, Aunt Hilda, I can explain. Mm, nope, nope. Your cousin already did that in great detail. You lied to me. You did the one thing I told you not to do. This is the first time we've seen Hilda, like, pissed. She's furious. She, like, we've seen her hurt, but she's furious at Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Sabrina's like, I couldn't bear to see Harvey suffer like that. I can fix it. I just have to put Tommy's soul back in his body. And Hilda says it's too late. Sabrina explains, no, I figured it out. He's in limbo. And so I just have to go there and retrieve Tommy's soul. And Hilda is flabbergasted. First of all, may I say there are two limbos, Sabrina. One for witches, one for mortals. Tommy Kinkle is in mortal limbo. It is simply impossible for witches to cross over into mortal limbo. And Sabrina, always with an answer. But I'm not a witch. I'm a half witch, which means I can cross over. You're assuming. Because meanwhile, the witch that you killed and brought back to life is getting sicker and sicker. And that's the Grim Reaper doing it to her. He's expecting a body. Her suffering won't end until there's one in the ground until balance is restored. There's no fixing it, Sabrina. You've opened Pandora's box. And then we hear Ambrose from downstairs say, guys, there's something you need to see in the embalming room. And he'll just like, great. One more thing. Now we see Zelda leading the satanic choir. And she's loving this. And they're doing Do Re Mi Fa So La Ti Do from The Sound of Music, which is one of my favorite things. We covered it on our show, Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What. Please go listen to that. It was so fun to cover. I really wish they had changed the words to be more satanic. I agree, but I, I kind of understand that it's it's a simple song. So it's kind of like, it's just cheeky that they're doing this. <laughs> I, it's precious and I will never not be happy about Sound of Music. Father Blackwood is sitting on and watching. He's bemused by this. Mm-hmm. And Agatha comes walking through and collapses. Everyone starts screaming. How did Agatha end up a living cadaver? Tell me at once. And the, the group says, it was Sabrina's doing, Father. She wanted to resurrect a mortal that was crushed in the mind collapse. And Zelda is appalled. Sabrina performed a resurrection with the Book of the Dead. She said Agatha throat as part of a ritual to bring the Kinkle Boy back and then brought Agatha back to life in the cane pit in the Spellman's yard. But something's gone wrong. The boy is alive. Wait, what? Thomas Kinkle's alive? So like they've fully thrown Sabrina under the bus, which is fair because it's all her fault. You should have taken her to the infernal infirmary at once and I'll make short work of the resurrected boy and deal with this. And Zelda is just like, Please let me deal with Sabrina. She's my niece. It's my responsibility. Whatever she did, I will undo. Give me the chance to make things right. And Faustus is just like, you've proven time and time again that you cannot do this. So you will better not fail me again. Zelda's like, okay. And so that everyone goes. Zelda's walking off. Shit, 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 shit. I mean, he has a point. He does have a point. Like, you are not keeping your niece in line. Except that was the plan all along. Yeah, yeah, but still. Except he doesn't know that. 
Because he's dumb. No, but he, like, Zelda's not keeping her niece in line because her niece is fucking pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So we go down to the embalming room, and we are looking at a body that has bite marks all over it. These teeth, they're human. All right, let me guess. That's why Tommy hasn't eaten. He isn't hungry yet. And Sabrina goes, Harvey. No shit. No shit, girl. <laughs> Runs away. Harvey, you in danger, girl. Go to the Kinkle house. And Mr. Kinkle is drunk. And he starts yelling at Tommy. Who are you? Why won't you tell me who you are? And Harvey's trying to be like, drunk, dad. Like, get off it. You know, it's fine. And as Mr. Kinkle is yelling at Tommy, we can kind of hear Mr. Kinkle's voice kind of distort. Kind of like we can hear what Tommy's hearing. Uh-huh. Are you in there? Anybody home? Night of the Living Dead is on the television. True. Harvey gets up and like tries to shove Mr. Kinkle. You piece of shit. And Tommy gets up and starts choking Mr. Kinkle. Harvey gets Tommy off of him and Mr. Kinkle runs outside. He sees Sabrina who's walking up. Don't go in there. He's an animal. He's not my son. And Sabrina has a, a mason jar in her hand. She goes inside. Harvey, what happened? My dad punched me and then Tommy tried to kill him. Yep. Are you okay? He's fine. He just need to get him calmed down. Maybe he's thirsty. Give him some of this. And so it's a jar. It's got water in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, of course, it can't be regular water. It's Sabrina water. So there's, there's something <laughs> in it. So we go back outside and they're sitting on the steps. The only time Tommy looks normal is when he's asleep. And Sabrina tries to comfort him. And Harvey just says, you know, he shouldn't be back here. This doesn't make any sense. And he's not himself. And Sabrina just says, you know, it'll be okay. He just needs to sleep. I'll bet he'll sleep through the night. But if he doesn't, if he tries to hurt you, you have to run. Do you promise? And Harvey just kind of looks at her like, okay. And then he just nods. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, poor Harvey. So Sabrina goes home. Aunties, are you here? I need, frankly, I don't care what you need, Sabrina. But I'll tell you what I need. An explanation for why a spellman was practicing necromancy on a mortal boy in Greendale. Zelda's standing on the stairs. She is not okay with this bullshit. Zelda's just sitting there being like, she knows love. So they go back and forth. Okay, now you're a thief and a murderer. You, you know, you didn't have to do this. It's like, you killed a witch, didn't you? Just for a few minutes. <laughs> this is not a joke, Sabrina. You've thrown off the balance. And so, like, you know, they go back and forth. They each get in some good points. I mean, Sabrina tries to bring up, this wasn't natural. I tried to stop something that witches had already done. Like, it was a natural disaster. They killed him. So, like, they deserve to pay, which is fair. They talk about needing to go to limbo and how ridiculous this is. Zelda says, you're not capable of the magic required to cross the barrier. And Sabrina says, you don't know what I'm capable of, which is true. Zelda keeps, you know, yelling, you're a 16 year old child, not some grand magi. You're not my mother, Zelda. So stop acting like you are. And this is one of my favorite Hilda moments. She just yells, Oi! You do not speak to your Aunt Zelda like that. Not ever. Which I love that Hilda stood up for Zelda. Mm -hmm. Because you would have never expected that. And Zelda, who is so clearly hurt by that, it's fine. You heard her? She's not a child. And I'm not her mother. She's a grown-up witch now. And it's time she learned how the real world, the realms, really work. Everything has a price. Edward learned that lesson. I learned it. Now it's your turn. Try to save this mortal. Even it rips the membranes to pieces. But don't pretend it's not for selfish reasons. And don't come crying to me when all blows up in your face. And so she leaves. 
And Hilda just gives her that, you have fucked up face, she goes. And Sabrina is tearing up. Like, she knows this is not good at all. And she stares at Ambrose, and Ambrose says, no one will help you, just as Anzi says. And Sabrina is just like, you're wrong, Ambrose. There's someone. Little determined Sabrina, do-do-do-do-do, goes over to Wardwell's house. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, this is all her plan. This is all her fucking plan. Not completely. This isn't Sabrina's plan. No, not Sabrina. Wardwell. Oh, yeah. This is all Wardwell's plan. That's what I mean. This is all her manipulation. But I do love that as we're going along, we've got more of people pointing out, you think you're so fucking special and you are not. Mm -hmm. And so I like that Like we got that moment with Ambrose and now we have this, oh, fuck you. I have been your mother. I may not be your mother, but I have been a mother to you. And now because you don't like what I have to say, you're going to throw that in my face. Fuck you. And, and here's the thing. That happens oh, with every teenager and parent. It, it does a lot. It's like, you don't understand me. I mean, we've all thrown that fit. I know it happens a lot when you have step parents who, who have been true parents to kids. Like it, all the foster parents, everything. Yeah, It's a really easy way to shut someone down well you're not actually related to me so fuck you which uh, is not okay it's just it's not it's not an okay thing to do to somebody it's not okay and yet it's a perfect moment to put in this show because it's so relatable oh sure I get and that. sabrina is so desperate and yeah. she just needs to get she just wants her way back. no i get it. i yeah. get it i just don't like it and you should take care of and treat people who take care of you with respect agreed it's just a little psa <laughs> Uh, we go to Warbell's house. Sabrina's there. I need your help. I did the bad thing. So we need to we need to fix it. I need to go to limbo. Warbell's like, well, we've all done unspeakable things to help the ones we love. But Sabrina, limbo, witch or mortal, is a realm on the edge of death. Souls trapped there are lost in ways we can't understand. Hunted by a monstrosity. A soul eater that devours those it catches. Are you certain you want to take the risk in going there? Harvey would do it for me. Okay, well, in that case, I know the threshold's a portal deep in the woods. Oh, God. Because everything is deep in the woods. But tread lightly. The slightest mistake could mean disaster for you and Mr. Kinkle's brother. So they both stand up and they kind of nod to each other. Sabrina goes and Sabrina turns and we see Wardwell just kind of be like, It's great. It's amazing. We go back to the Spellman house and Zelda is whipping herself. And Hilda comes in to stop her. She says, no, 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 no. There'll be no of that. What are you doing? And Zelda just says, we were wrong. All those years ago, we should have never taken in Sabrina. We should have let Diana's family have her. It was my arrogance to think I could raise her to guide her. But she looked so much like Edward. And like, remember, I, I couldn't say no. I can never say no to Sabrina. And Hilda, you always say no to Sabrina. She just doesn't listen to you. <laughs> and, and they just, they have this so sweet moment. And this is so true because Zelda is her mom. Yeah, Zelda is tough on her because she needs to be because Hilda is very, not coddling, but very in tune with like the emotional mortal side of Sabrina. So Zelda's always been the tough one. And so that, that makes their relationship more strained. Ugh, I love this because it's just so sweet and you can just see how much Zelda loves her. Yes. And it's important to know that 
because that relationship has got to be crucial for the rest of the series, right? I mean, mm. four seasons of this, Zelda and Hilda equally have to have a strong relationship with Sabrina. Yeah. It can't just be fighting all the time. No. I mean, that's also just what families do. I know. We go over to the School of Dark Arts. We're in the dorms, and we hear we can see that Nick is listening to what's what's happening. Faustus has told Prudence and Dorcas to go deal with Tommy. Despite Zelda's promise, the Spellmans are too recalcitrant to be trusted with bringing the situation to a satisfactory conclusion. But you girls had a hand in his reanimation, so you will put an end to Thomas Kinkle and be quick about it. So they go, and then we see them walk into the Kinkle house. Perhaps they'll tear at his heart and give it to Agatha after the trouble he's put her through. Or we could put his head on a spike. You heard what my father said, Dorcas. Let's just get this done. And all of a sudden, they are stuck to the ground. And we see this black stuff like picking up on their feet. And we see Nick pop out. What? What is happening? I don't know. My apologies, lady. Nicholas, what have you done to us? It's an old catching spell. Drive a spike through a witch's footprint and she'll be rooted in the spot until you pull up the spike. Which I love this because Nick is Nick has actually been very focused on old spells. But they work very, very well. Well, and they... They're not actually stabbed, but they are reacting like they are. Yeah, this this is painful for them to be stuck in this spot. Uh-huh. So they're both stuck there. They're like, why are you doing this? My father gave us orders. The Spellmans are handling this, Prudence. And you, Dorcas and I, are staying right here until they're finished. Thank you, Nicholas. Like, he, I, he, I love it. I feel like this is a, a tag-off, though, that he's associated with Wardwell. Possibly not. No, I don't think so. I think Nicholas is aligned with Sabrina. He is super into her and he is fascinated by how she works because she was not afraid to do this resurrection at all. Well, everybody else was. That is so fascinating to him. He does not want the stupid weird sisters who are horrible people, horrible witches to get in the way of this. And and he wants to see, can Sabrina actually fix this? Can she do it? That's what he wants. Like he, like I mean, he's like chaotic good. Well, plus, like it's moral witchery. Exactly. It's like no, we're gonna let Sabrina fix this, so I'm gonna stop you, which I like. And the Spellmans, for that matter. Mm-hmm. We go out of the woods. Wardwell ties a a string around Sabrina's wrist, tug on it three times when you're heading back, and I'll open the portal on this side. Okay. So they recite some spells, and they go into through this portal. It's smoky. Then we hear the baby crying. We see a lot of people walking and she starts calling for Tommy, but she sees Diana. Mom, what are you doing here? Who are you? Mom, it's me. Sabrina. Sabrina, no, no. Sabrina was my baby. She was baptized and only unbaptized babies go to limbo. Mom, I promise you it's me. But they took her. They took my baby after the baptism. We start hearing these loud noises and roaring. Sabrina's like, who did? Who? The witches are coming. What? What's that? The soul eater. Don't let them get you. And Diana runs away. <laughs> Sabrina sees Tommy. Tommy, we have to go. Where are we? I was in the mines. Tommy, everything's going to be okay, but we have to go. Now, run. So they run, they run, and the string on her wrist breaks. Well, that's not cool. Big shock. Yeah. She's like, hear me, spirits of the dead, and reveal a portal. Help me pass through with this brave mortal. And so the wind gushes, the leader shrieks, and Sabrina starts running. No, no, no! And Tommy comes through, but just his arm, which then starts to dissipate as we hear really weird, loud 
crazy noises. <laughs> this is where will I have to go back there? I found him. Tell me once I can find him again. Sabrina, you can't. From what we just saw, the Soul Eaters got him. What does that mean? You know what it means. But I promise Harvey I can fix this. <laughs> it's sad. And also like, well, no shit, girl. You're, you're so stupid. I know. She's heartbroken. Consequences and- needed to occur. Sure. She needs to suffer the consequences for this. And Warble says, you still can. Painful, but there's one path left for you to follow. But if I tell him, if your love is true, he'll understand. So this is a trap that Wardwell has set. But she's also not wrong. Like, she needs to be honest with Harvey. So Sabrina goes. And we hear a calling. It's Stolas. Well, Stolas, it took longer than I or the Dark Lord might have liked. But finally, it's about to happen. Sabrina's primary tie to the mortal world, Harvey Kinkle, is about to be severed. And Satan be praised. She'll have no one to blame but herself. Ah. Yes, Dolus, we should go back and check on her chums. Fuck. <laughs> no, because now I feel like Dorothea is Wardwell. And I hate that. I really hate that. And I hope that's not what it is. I don't think Dorothea is necessarily Wardwell. Okay. It's not Wardwell manifesting this image of Dorothea. Mm-hmm. Wardwell has access to those realms and has allowed Dorothea to emerge. Mm -hmm. Based on some of the stuff, yeah, I would be worried that she's like creating Dorothea as this image to sort of manipulate her into doing these bad things. Mm -hmm. But it's possible that in the midst of this, Susie's going to learn more about Dorothea and and maybe it's Wardwell has manifested the spirit, but she gets in contact with the real one, especially as she works with Roz. Maybe. I hope so. We go over to Dr. Cerberus's and Roz and Susie are talking and the gist of this story is we think the Spellmans and Sabrina are witches. <laughs> I just love as they keep going, that's weird, right? No, it's not weird because I've heard the same thing. Wait, what? <laughs> and at the end of it, they're like, you know, does that, what does it mean to be a witch? Like, is Sabrina evil or dangerous? I don't know. And we cut to Wardwell is sitting behind them and can hear all of this. And she's just slurping on a milkshake, super happy about what's going on. What I think is we're going to find out Mm -hmm. without having seen the finale and the Mm -hmm. Christmas special is that Susie and Roz are not going to react to her being a witch in exactly the way Wardwell thinks they're going Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. They're going to confront Sabrina about it at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is they're actually going to align with Sabrina because of their gifts. Probably. Of course. That's, and then Wardwell's going to be frantic trying to yeah. figure out how to fix this problem now. It's like, oh, man, we made them too powerful. God well, damn and, it. And I was trying to drive this wedge, but in fact, we've driven them together. We're together. And actually, oh, shit, her mortal side is actually making her a more powerful witch. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, because it's a magic of friendship. Oh, hey, we have a podcast about that, too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we go to the Kinkle house. Sabrina's shown up. Where's your dad at the bar? <sighs> Tommy's asleep because I gave him a few s- drops of sleep potion. It was mixed with water I brought with me. And the reason Tommy came back is because I performed a ritual to bring him back. Sabrina, what are you talking about? I'm a witch, Harvey. And his face goes with, huh? Oh. And he just says, you've told me this before. Yeah, just, just before my 16th birthday, but then I made you forget. How can I believe you? And Sabrina says, when you were eight, you saw a demon in the mines. You knew Jesse Putnam was possessed before anyone else did. You came from a family of witch hunters. And your brother, what What about Tommy? It's 
not really Tommy in Tommy's room and Tommy's bed. I performed a resurrection spell to help Tommy and, and you too. And because I knew you do the same for me, but it all went wrong. And I brought back Tommy's body, but not his soul. Not the part that's really Tommy. And this is when Harvey starts to kind of go a little bit nuts. You can tell he is heartbroken. And they just go back and forth about like, this is what I wanted. I wanted to help you. I wanted to fix this. And Harvey's just like, you broke it. Like you made it worse. So they both kind of realize what has to be done. And Harvey just says, like, I'm, I'm gonna have to do it. He's my brother. I don't want you to be the person that had any part of Tommy, which is so honorable on Harvey's part. This is one of the best scenes I've seen on like television. It's I, I wouldn't so, go that far, but it's very, very good. It's just so well. It is very well written. Correct. And it's it's very well performed. It's just nuts how good it is compared to some of the dreck I've had to this, watch. This is one of those scenes where they let the silence do a lot of work. Uh-huh. And there's a lot happening. Like Ross Lynch's face. Like this is my, I really hope this was an audition scene for him because this sells. But you're seeing, you're seeing every tether he had to his normal life just getting snapped. He tells Sabrina, you have to go so I can do this before my dad gets back, before I chicken out. And I'm not going to be able to talk to you for a while. Sabrina's desperately trying to stay no, in touch with him. No, let me stay. No, Sabrina, you've done enough. So Sabrina gets up and she leaves. Harvey take, keeps taking deep breaths. He gets up, he grabs a gun, cocks it. He goes to Tommy's door. We cut to Sabrina walking outside and we hear the gunshot. As she's crying. She's crying. She passes Prue and Dorcas. Prue says, is it done then? And then she passes Nick and she doesn't say anything. Nothing. And Sabrina walks home. She's crying. and Zelda's standing there waiting for her. And she goes, it's over it, Zelda. Tommy's gone. And Harvey and I, and she just collapses on the steps. And Zelda comes and scoops her up and just hugs her. And they're both crying. <laughs> Oh. And that's how they end the episode. Uh, uh. It is beautiful yeah. and sad. And also perfect. Yeah. Because Sabrina did need to suffer consequences. I know. Like you've done everything because you were so in love with Harvey, mm -hmm. which is great. But you took it too far because you, you, she did mess with things. It's not like you, you put a protection spell on him. Okay. That's great. Like that's sweet. Like that's like, but Okay. But, oh, he got hurt emotionally, so now you're going to fuck with shit that you don't understand. Yep. You have to pay the consequences, and now you are part of the hurt that is emotionally hurt Harvey. Yeah. No, it's ugh, so good. And all I'm just looking, it's like, poor Harvey. Yeah. Poor Harvey, who, after all of this settles on him, just goes, I have to do this, don't I? Yeah. I have to take care of this. Well, because he also knows, like, I can't tell my dad this shit. No. Like, I... Like, who's going to believe me? So, yeah. Ugh, it's great. It's great. It's the best episode they've done so far. And there's been some really good ones. Yeah, number nine. They kind of do that with Game of Thrones. Like, number nine of the season is always fucking amazing. And just devastating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Like, okay. Yeah, we've got two more in the season. But, yeah, this is great. Well, one more in the season and then one standalone fun. Time. They're they're calling the that one chapter 11. So I'm calling it a part of the season, even though it did come out like a month later. I mean, it's a Christmas special. It's a it's Christmas fine. special. They're, they're fine. definitely following the uh, British way, more comic book style way of doing this show, which I love. It's working very well for them. <sighs> Deep breaths, everyone. We can head maybe towards just more of an action-y type ending for the season mm -hmm. instead of an emotionally gut-wrenching one. Eh, we'll see. 
All right. Well, if you're listening to this, you're one of our Patreon subscribers, and we want to thank you for doing that. Yeah, y'all are awesome. We cuss and love you. We do cuss and love you. If you haven't, if you don't know and you haven't checked it out, we are cast members of the Kids on Bikes podcast. So go check that out as an actual play RPG podcast, which we don't talk about very much over here, but we should because it's great and super fun. It's all right. Until next time. Hashtag hashtag praise praise Satan. Satan.